Hey, everybody. What's going on? It is another Friday, another episode of Pardon the Ignorance Podcast. I'm Bobby. We got our good friend Harold with us. What's up? What's going on, bud? Hey, not a lot. I really like the way your voice blended into the intro right there. It had some late night radio vibes. Yeah. I tried like, to, hey, uh, what's up? Still awake? Welcome to Q104. <laughs> like some weird <laughs> smooth jazz stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, I like it. So, Happy New Year, bud. Happy New Year. <clears throat> yeah, first episode of the whole new year. Yeah, great. <laughs> we um, hit dead air after like 10 seconds after that yeah, happened. I know. That's I thought you were crazy. About hey, well, maybe it's because Germany is now at a, a civil war. At least that's what New Year's in Berlin looked like. Yeah. To be honest with you, I have no idea what any of that's about. Oh, really? It's about, um, oh, this is going to get us canceled. Um, it's about <clears throat> a lot of young people uh, throwing firecrackers at the police because their New Year's Eve party got massively out of hand. And now German media is really punching each other in the face because on one hand, they're like, well, police reports say that two thirds of these people that got arrested that night in Berlin are immigrants. And um, other news outlets are saying, well, this has absolutely nothing to do with immigrants. This is the case of um, failed integration and toxic masculinity. Um, and a couple of other problems that have, have absolutely nothing to do with these people having to be immigrants. Um, you know, you can think about, I mean, it's, it's, you can like look at it from a lot of angles and a lot of things people say make sense. <laughs> right. That's crazy. <clears throat> um, do you think there was a certain mafia behind it? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's, um, really just a couple of dumbasses um that took it to a too high level um i don't think that it necessarily has to do with the fact that these people are immigrants right but i do think that a lot of it has to do with a lot of testosterone and a lot of alcohol mixed up right and too much Fortnite. you know what i mean <laughs> they, they run around like yo this is grand theft auto in real life yeah yeah and also it's like a gang thing i mean yeah. um some people in these subcultures are they, they take <clears throat> pride in attacking attacking police um german police has the reputation of being kind of kind of weak um and i know well i know some people from other countries really disrespect that and they think yeah. they have a great opportunity to like party down whenever, whenever they come here. That's, that's the immigration side of it. But I think a lot of it is just people who have absolutely no perspective whatsoever, um, except for, for, for trying to be King Dick by imposing violence and power over other people. Yeah. There's, there's groups like that that are fully German as well. Right. I was going to say, it doesn't matter. Kind of every single culture, every background has some sort of group along those lines. Yeah. <clears throat> no matter where you go, anywhere in the world has that. Um, that's one of the things that every country has something has that in common, I think. Yeah. Um, but it, it's crazy. It was wild. I, I didn't really look into it too much. I just know I saw like on the my news feed, like some. Uh, pictures and videos of how people were just wiling out, shooting bottle rockets and shit at the cops and ambulances as they were driving through. 
Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, the people, the dumbasses who stuck their faces in the cameras happened to be immigrants. <laughs> and then politicians, of course, I mean, politicians from the left and right say, oh, this is a matter of failed integration. And then the media is like, oh, my God, they said integration. Here we go. Yeah. Wow. That definitely gives us a bad name. but it's man it's crazy how um little stuff like that can just blow out blow up so out of control so quick yeah and you know Um, the germans with all their virtue signaling um now they're like oh well we have to forbid uh we have to forbid new year's uh fireworks and everything we have to have like organized fireworks that like the city and then the community organizes and that'll be it no fireworks sales yeah i i i i indulge in fireworks <laughs> i would imagine you probably make your own in your basement no we don't make them but i i I spend a lot more money than I'd like to admit. <laughs> um, and this year was no different. However, we have like a, in our area, we have like pretty much, it's like a, it's almost like a rule. Nobody does those rockets. Hmm. No it's, rockets? We don't do the rockets. Okay. We do like the batteries, right? Okay. So you light it and it shoots the mortars up in the air, but then there's no rocket stick or anything that falls down that could, that's burning can catch on fire or fuck a car up or whatever. So people directly behind us, they're launching them right off like their backyard. Their backyard is like, there's, I don't know why they were doing it there, but they were kind of aiming them like right up over my house. And we didn't know that. So I'm out in the street doing that. And then Mila's like, what the fuck? And I pulled like on New Year's, I pulled all the cars into our driveway and you could just hear it just dinging off um, her and her mom's cars. And I'm like, what the hell? And as I was coming around to look, I got busted right here in the neck by a rocket that was falling down. Damn. It was crazy. I'm like, what the hell, man? So Mila's like, yeah, this this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> she said, this <laughs> so how many immigrants live there? Huh? How many immigrants live there? I thought we were the only ones. <laughs> like on our street, we're definitely the only ones. <laughs> but like a couple streets away, I know there's like another Russian family. And then like behind us, I have no idea. And like you've seen how our houses are. Like my backyard butts up to somebody else's backyard. Yeah, I don't sure. know. I know like the people that my yard touches, they're German. Everybody else, I have no idea. Hmm. Um, but I know like, yeah, I thought on our side, I, we're the only immigrants. <laughs> and we're the ones that keep it like hey, we're policing. <laughs> well, so much for that theory. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But it's and it's, some of these fire, I mean, it's out of control. And and you learn real quick in my area who all has guns <laughs> because like there will be like a break. Cause everybody like blow gets crazy with fireworks around here. They'll blow them off. Like there's a house, uh, a little bit a ways away on a different street. They'll start at like 10 at night and just a little bit here and there. But then from midnight, to 2 30 it's just non-stop 
and then they don't usually stop until like five in the morning. Oh my God. Yeah. It's insane. Like I, what I think they need to do is if you want to impose any kind of laws, you should definitely put a curfew on it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I get it at midnight. Everybody wants to, that's how you celebrate new year. That's a, that's a normal tradition. I get it. But after 2 a.m., you can fuck off. You don't need to blow anything off. You don't need to be shooting off your guns. It makes no sense. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because at that point, you're pretty incapable of operating such things, I think. Right, right. So to be safe and also just for common courtesy for everybody else, like my dog was losing his shit that night. For some reason, he never had a problem. But this year there was a thunderstorm. And since then, any kind of weird boom, he loses it and just starts panicking. I finally got him to relax. Then at two 30 in the morning, you just hear pop, 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 pop. I'm like, that's a pistol. I'm like, motherfuckers. Mule's like, that's not a pistol. I'm like, it was, then it went again. And she's like, holy shit, that's a pistol. I'm like, I told you. <laughs> so it's crazy it's definitely so, crazy it was out of control this year so uh my my favorite republican is calling for tougher laws that infringe on people's privacy to shoot fireworks me yeah yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> i said let it happen to a certain point therefore you know the right siders, they make their money. They get to, you know, keep the keep it going. Business booming, literally, pun intended. But then you can fuck off and it's illegal after a certain uh, time period. Well, what about my money, my freedom? And if I it's New Year's <laughs> Eve and if I feel like if I feel like blasting off fireworks at five in the morning, then I should be able to do so because it's my right. and It's my freedom. Nobody taken away from Nobody's right. taking it away, damn it. But that's where it should also be my given freedom to go to that person's house and punch them right in the dick. <laughs> hey, nobody's making you stay at your house during New Year's Eve. You know that people shoot off fireworks in your backyard. Of course, yeah. I. You can go to Zult or Amrum where it's forbidden. <laughs> Actually, Zult would be pretty dope. <laughs> I, have you ever been there no no i'm too young it's nice it's nice okay. it's really, really nice huh? hmm. well i know they have all these straw roofs and everything that's why they um they ban fireworks oh, okay yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah that's like a ban that nobody nobody questions they're like Actually, okay their whole shit could catch fire we don't do that there I saw somebody posted a video it was from this year i don't i want to say it was on the Amalfi coast in italy like they were in the mounds, like they're above, like where like the villages and everything mm-hmm. that you could see. So the fireworks were shooting up and blasting off, and this person's view was from a balcony, but above that, and it looked so cool. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. I'm pretty I've sure it is. That. And it's going to be like anything, everything else that Germany decides to regulate to make life here even safer than it is. You have to fly to other countries to see what it's like when people have freedom. Yeah. <laughs> but we're a free country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, find out who you can't criticize, and then you know who's making the rules. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> you're definitely correct. <laughs> Man, it's crazy here. Like, and that's another thing. I don't know. Um, I'm not very involved politically here. Like, I don't really follow the politics just because I'm not allowed to vote and I'm not allowed to change. Like, I can't vote yeah, sure. or anything. So it makes no sense to me to in- invest any time into it mm-hmm. because that's, I think it's like one of those things that will just eat at me. You know what I mean? It would be more of a cancer than it would be like of interest. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, not, do you follow, are you involved in the politics here at all or mm. not really? To a certain degree, um, used to be more, but, um, I don't have the time or the motivation to read like different newspapers daily. Like I used to in Berlin. Plus in Berlin, I felt more motivated to do it because you're basically where the politics happens. So it's like part yeah, of you're right there. That's where parliament is. Yeah. So, so to me, it was like part of the Berlin experience was knowing what's going on. Um, but now, uh, not so much. I, I watch the evening news. Um, I read articles that I find that kind of stuff, but I couldn't tell you 100% whose stance is on what. Hmm. Okay. But there's, there's a couple things that I, that I follow because I want to vote for the people who, um, want to keep the speed limit off of the Audemars because, um, I think it's very fun to drive fast. <laughs> so how many, how many on average, let's say for a month, mm-hmm. break it down. How many kilometers a week are you actually driving or a month? It depends on the season. Um, like right now, football season is obviously the most. Yeah. Yeah. The football season now, but now it's not that bad. September, September and October, those are the worst months for me because, um, I drive to Paderborn. I drive to Bielefeld. I drive to Munich. Um, so on average in a bad month, it might be 5,000. Oh, that's 5, not, 000, I was 6, thinking 000. more. I might be off, but no, it's probably like five or 6,000. Okay. That's not bad then. I was thinking for some reason I was like, dude, you're probably driving like you're driving like at least eight to 10 a month during no, the NFL no. season. No, I think my average is, or my yearly average is about 60,000. Oh, that's not bad at all then. No, I mean, it's more than the average German drives, obviously, but. <laughs> yeah, a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Most people here in Germany, it's like, what, 10,000? Like when you talk to your insurance, you're like, no, bud, I'm doing 26. Oh. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's like when some people say, oh, yeah, my car is five years old and I just hit 10,000K. I'm like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think your car was even broken yet. I think your your tires probably still had like those weird rubble or uh, nipple things on it still. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for real, 10, dude. That's I, crazy. I just recently blasted through my 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 second set of tires on the Tesla. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Here's the thing, though. Honestly, do you regret that car? Um. Well, there's there's times where I do. Uh, um, but there's times where I appreciate it, like uh, driving back after after I got sick in Gießen, Um, I tried it once to actually drive slow and to max out on range. And um, if it wasn't for comfort, I wouldn't have had to charge it once. So if I do stay between 110 and 115K, 
um, then I get a pretty decent mileage out of it. And also since it was like um, December 26th, which in Germany is still a holiday, it's still a Christmas holiday. Yeah. Uh, roads were fairly, uh, fairly clear. So um, yeah, I just, I didn't hit any, any traffic jams. I just drove through and I, I think I made it in 345. Three hours and 45 minutes. Yeah. Which is, it's, that's a pretty great average for the test. Only having a, did you have to charge just once? Um, I didn't have to, I did once because, um, I figured that, you know, I was, I had a night shift that day and I have no opportunity to charge it at work. And I didn't want to like maybe run into trouble on the way home. But no, I understand. That's actually, that's not bad at all. Three hours and 45 minutes. For some reason, I was thinking it takes you, it's like a five hour drive. It is with the Tesla. Normally, if I, um, if I average like 120, 130 K um, in that case, I definitely have to charge it once for at least 25 minutes. Um, and depending on how the traffic is that I hit, because normally I just, I don't know, I just drive when there's a lot of traffic. Um, I have like a four hour 30 drive plus my 30 minute charging, whatever that normally ends up being like five hours, five hours. If I'm really not, if, if I get, if I have bad luck with the traffic and I can't step on it. So that's crazy. Like if you really think about it, your time, the faster you drive, your time was actually longer by over an hour. If you yeah. drove slower, it was shorter. Yeah. With that's the Tesla, crazy. definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, with the Audi, I probably oh, would have made Audi, it. With the Audi, absolutely. That's a two and a half hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm risking that way. I'm risking my my license. But yeah. um, right now, I'd say Wait, is there is there a limit up there by you guys? There is. There is going into Bremen. Yeah, and then of course there's uh, two major construction sites which are going to be there to like I don't know twenty thirty or something. Um, where you can only do like even 60 in places. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's messed up. But I had like, I, 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 oh man, I, I love those memories. There's like a three month window that I had since I moved over here where there was no construction on the Audubon on, on my route going to Gießen. And I made it to Frankfurt airport in two hours and 18 minutes. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Holy shit. I That's was insane. hauling Bute. Was yeah. that with your Audi? Oh, for sure. Fuck. Yeah. Dude, that is hauling ass. Oh, yeah. Average speed, 170K. Oh, that's not bad then. Well, of course. I mean, yeah, there was times where I drove like 250 yeah. um, and times where it was only like 120. But yeah. Yeah. Av- yeah. I was actually, I was happy the one time I had my old Beamer. I made mm. it from Frankfurt, from leaving Frankfurt Airport to getting out of my car in my driveway in 32 minutes. Wow, that's good too. Yeah, I was hauling ass. Yeah, especially when you go down Vetterau and it's and it's downhill. Exactly. That yeah. part, like when you're just like, oh, it's perfect. And it's because beautiful like at too. that point, yeah, it is. Like, I remember with, like, even with my old car, I'm like, it just won't, like, I'm afraid to push it past that 200 mark. But on that hill, I'm hitting 210 every time. Mm-hmm. My Beamer would hit, like, ah, shit. I think the fastest I think I had that at was, like, 265. Oh, now yeah. we're talking. 
That was fun. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> what engine did you have in that? Uh, two liter. Mm, okay. Yeah. But it was, that was fun. Was it a diesel? Yeah, it was a diesel. Oh, great. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah. I loved it. It was great. It was a lot of fun. No. Uh, yeah, it was a two liter. It was a two liter. No, it wasn't. Three liter. It was a three liter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter once you get it, once you get to those speeds. I mean, um, the the hoop realm is really isn't essential no it doesn't really matter it's that is that's so much fun man just i hope they don't take that away from us man because it's there's there's so much if you know what you're doing it's so meditative yeah meditative 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 yeah sorry it's my second beer by the way this is your recommendation peroni peroni's great dude this is like the perfect light beer it's good it's really good stuff man yeah, I love like it. I'm, I'm glad you recommended that because uh, remember that that beer that I posted in the group a while ago, this Lloyd um, from Augusta, Georgia. It's like a really mm-hmm. small brewery; you can't get it anywhere except for Georgia. Yeah, this tastes a lot like it. Yeah, Peroni's great stuff, man. I had it. Uh, there was a Italian restaurant that I always used to go to, and I used to work at when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. They had it there. That's where I first had it. And then um, all our trips, because like we go on vac- family vacation a lot to Italy. I always bring like at least a case of it home. Mm-hmm. I love it. Does the Italian Peroni taste different than uh, the Peroni you get here? Uh, I've never had the Peroni here, so I I wouldn't know. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I have. Um, I don't know. Like if I if I had to compare it to anything, I would say the Peroni. It's like a Miller Lite or a Coors Light when you like that you get back in the states. Yeah, but well, I've I've had Coors Light uh, and and Miller Light also. I'd say it's a better Coors Light. Yeah, it's I, it's better, but it's like in that air, it's like in that direction. It's not yeah. like is is herby as like the German beers. Right, right. Oh, there's there's another uh, American beer that I think uh, goes that way also. It's uh, Yingling, I think. Yingling, yeah, yeah. That used to be, that was also, that was a microbrewery that you could only get like in uh, Western Pennsylvania, like really? Pittsburgh area. Yeah. So people like us, cause like Ohio, we're only an hour and a half away from Pittsburgh. So uh-huh. like all Northeast of Ohio, where I'm from, we were hip to the yingling. Like my dad's been drinking yingling for over 20 years. And now it's just like getting more like across the U.S. and other places. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, man. Too bad we don't have Dave on the pod because he had um, fat tire Belgian ale at his birthday, and I don't know where he got it, man. I've never had it. Oh, it's good. Um, it's an American beer too. Um, like Belgian ale is a, a, a type right. of beer, and um, I think fat tires from. Pennsylvania also not 100% sure um I wanted to put it in th- put it in the south because that's where I had it first and my 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 uh Facebook cousin basically married to my cousin um he had it and he's from Texas so I thought that it's that it might be from Texas but it's not I remember googling googling it and um it turned up somewhere else but it's hmm. definitely a good beer Man, there's some really good. Uh, there's a lot of good microbreweries. There actually used to be um, a gas station by me. You could go in there and you get like um, 
you know how like in America, like how the six packs are are sold? Yeah. You would get like an empty one of those cases and they had like individual beers from all around the world, but they were all micro brew wow. or private brews. So you could pick stuff like from all over the United States and from all over the world. It was really cool. And like you could mix and match yourself a six pack for 10 bucks. Wow. So that was cheap. And we used to do that all the time. But there was in Cleveland, there's a there's a microbrewery called um yeah, the Cuyahoga uh, Cuyahoga wait. What is it? Is it Crooked River? Or Cuyahoga, I forget. They make some really, 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 really good ones. Hmm. Really good ones. Um, they have like a Christmas ale. And um, there's one called Dortmunder Gold, which has like Dortmund from Germany, right? Yeah. Um, it's really, really, really good. Like, it's really good. And they use that, like, it's in, like, the lagers, like Budweiser and shit like that, like, in that category. But mm-hmm. it is so good. Um, I would just want to see something real quick because I... Yeah, you just go ahead and Google that. And um, while we were talking, I Googled um, the fat tire. Yeah. And, oh, company, our story. I'm an idiot. Great Lakes Brewing Company. Great Lakes? Yeah, Great Lakes Brewing Company. It didn't even show up on my thing. It just popped into my head. Huh. Okay. Well, the fat tire is uh, brewed in Colorado and North Carolina. Okay, nice. But there's um, this Christmas ale. Oh, they have right now because it's like coming up to like uh, St. Patrick's Day. They have one, an Irish ale that is incredible. <laughs> um, but like their Christmas ale, it, it tastes so good, but it is so strong. It doesn't really taste like it would be that strong. And it is, it's just a perfect blend and man, it will get you drunk. Yeah. Like I've, That's... I can drink a lot. I have a hard time with a six pack. Damn. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine drinking an entire six pack. I don't drink that much. I just like drink it because I, I enjoy the taste, but it's those Belgian beers, for example, Belgian beers are tricky too, because they taste like, I mean, they give you like a real whole experience i don't know it's it's different on the tongue also because the weight is really heavy it's Um, it's like a wheat ale yeah yeah exactly and and you have to drink it slowly you have to drink it like wine that's i'm drinking i'm drinking uh one but it's a german one it's the oldest uh wheat ale in the world what you got yeah 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 that oh yeah that's that's why i like doing live podcasts at your place because your your refrigerator is full of weinstefan so secret time you know what uh flensburger gold is mm-hmm. those little flip tops mm-hmm. uh a few weeks back i might have pounded a case by myself God damn it how are you still alive and then last week i definitely did in one day <laughs> <laughs> i just was doing shit around the house and it's like one after another and it's like shit 
where did all the beers go? Mm-hmm. And I start looking at like my empties. I'm like, did I just drink 20 fucking beers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm I'm drinking more right now than I did um for a long time because my girlfriend's mom made me this um advent calendar with 24 beers because oh. she like she knows I like I like different beers. Nice. Yeah, but my beer refrigerator was already full because I usually like I told you guys before wherever I am because I I'm in Germany you know driving around a lot doing football here and there yeah I like I like to grab local beers and then just bring them along but I never really drink them I just have them like I'm like oh I went here they have a brewery let me take it that's cool um right so so my beer refrigerator is full after one year of football um now I have 24 beers that I somehow have to get rid of. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm drinking like a bottle or two in a, a night, which is a lot for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh man, this is, I've unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, I've forgotten how good this is. Yeah. And but especially, still. and you're mixing, you're constantly mixing it up. It's yeah. probably each bottle might be a different bottle. Exactly. Man. She has everything. It is all, all kinds that's of cool. different beers. That's really cool. Actually, yeah. the one time you came, you brought a few different ones. Those were mm-hmm. good. There was a couple of them that you had that were phenomenal. Yeah, I got those from Bavaria. I might grab a couple um, on Sunday. Nice. Now, this is – are you doing playoffs? No, 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 no. Playoffs are above my pay grade. Um, I'm stuck in the conference. And uh, like I told you before, this week's uh, this week it's going to be Houston and Indianapolis, which means I'll probably get like three minutes of airtime. Because nobody in Germany cares about this game. Yeah. Um, but hey, it's okay. I mean, I don't have to prepare as meticulously as I do normally, so that's the good thing. But on the other hand, I just know just just my it's gonna be just my luck that I'll gonna that I'm gonna have like 20 minutes of the first quarter or something and I'll probably run out of shit to say after three minutes. Right. Well, but then again, at the from the other aspect of that, if you're gonna have three minutes. You want to make those really good. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's what my crazy. girlfriend said. She's like, well, somebody's going to have to somebody's going to have to announce for that game. And if yeah. it's you, then, you know, there's probably a lot of fans of those teams that are disappointed that they didn't make the playoffs or whatever. So, you know, you can't you can't half ass it. Yeah. You got to you got to kick ass. If it's going to be a shit show, make it a good show. That's your responsibility. You're the commentator. I'm like, oh, fuck you for being toxic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's a gaslight. That's a gaslighting. I approve. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Good job. Now, do you tie in any of your comedic background into your commentating, or do I... you do you keep that extra like separate as much as you possibly can? Well, sometimes I'll come up with a tag to something yeah. I said, and then I'll, I kind of like, I, I, I vet it. I, I try to vet it really, really fast. And uh, then I try to find out if it's something I can say, because a lot of I mean, these, um, yeah, it's really strange. In in Germany, of course, everybody knows football is a violent sport, right? But yes. you, you don't want to like go full Joe Rogan on on a, on a football game it doesn't work like that no but on the other hand sometimes shit happens that's just so funny like 
one time um, where, where Tom Brady had his meltdown in his game against uh, New Orleans that they wound up winning. Um, he started throwing all kinds of tablets and, and yeah. helmets and all kinds of shit. And then he got into this fight with uh, Marcus Lattimore, the cornerback for, uh, for New Orleans. And then Mike Evans, the receiver, came in and clocked him. And they looked at each other. They stared each other down for like 10 seconds before it happened. And I, on the air, I said, if somebody, if two men look at each other that intensely, they're either going to kiss or fight. <laughs> and, and, and that was, I, th- and I just left it at that, but immediately the tag popped in my head and I didn't see anybody <laughs> look at Carl Nassib. So it's fighting words. Carl Nassib is like the only openly gay defensive. End. Right. <laughs> Well, it, so is 20, I, I, it was 2022. They could have very well kissed. They might have, you know, it, it, shit. Maybe they did it in the locker room. I don't know. But um, yeah, so I, I kind of pipe it down. But then sometimes I say something which I think is definitely funny. And yeah. I see p- people sitting across from me just cringe like. <laughs> so maybe that's why I'm getting these games. I don't know. Um <laughs> But I've, I've been getting some credit for for the things that I say, but I try to, you know, I, I know it's not a comedy open mic. So that's why I just shut up. Right. I mean, at that point, what else can you do? Yeah. Yeah. But it's still, it's, it still has to be, that's a cool experience though, man. Yeah. But to be perfectly honest, um, I do prefer <laughs> announcing in the stadium or calling games in the stadium because I get direct feedback um yeah because that's one of the things like i was gonna the reason why i asked is if with the comedic side of things is because you have no other than the people in your like sitting in the same room with you you're getting no feedback from the audience so you don't know if you just crushed or if you're just bombing right um and i shoot i i don't have twitter um, I try not to look at stuff that's going on Twitter. I mean, you can, you can access Twitter obviously without having an account. So, um, sometimes when I think I did crush or when I'm not sure, sometimes I actually do go on Twitter and then try to find out. And then I'm like, well, if nobody mentions me, if nobody talks about how unprofessional the commentator of game X, Y, and Z is, then I'm happy. Yeah. But every now and then somebody like finds me on Instagram or, or sometimes I, I try to, um, I try to connect with the fan clubs of certain teams because I would, I didn't even know the Houston Texans, for example, had a German fan club um, or let's see what other team was that where I, where I was totally surprised that they have a fan club. Oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, because yeah. I think they're like two years away from being a bandwagon team. Um, Dude, there's you, there's um, you'd be surprised at how many uh, teams like, they have like a backers club, you know what mm. I mean? Like that, or they have like a team club or whatever in different countries. I know. And we went to London for the uh, Browns uh, Vikings game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was that 2019. I think it was 2019. Um, whenever my uncle calls and says, Hey, go to this address. And this time it's, uh, some bar, it's not too far from the stadium. Thinking, okay, cool, we'll go. 
check it out because he's like, I got a friend there. Say this name, find the person. I'm like, okay, cool. It was a Browns backers club in London. Mm -hmm. That's cool. There's a group of people that get together and they watch all the Browns games. But they're all English. So cool. It was so cool. And that was another thing. Like me and the wife, we realized uh, we were in line, like we were in line going through like the whole fan stuff and like just to get into the stadium because it wasn't at Wembley. It was at uh, Twickenham, Mm -hmm. which is like you're literally in the middle of a neighborhood. Imagine putting put a stadium in the middle of Dalbring. That's what it was like. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Like Dalbring out of all places. Literally what it was like. So, uh, and there were so many people, like, they might have not really known too much. Like, they knew some stuff about the Browns or the Vikings, but they just, they loved football. Mm -hmm. And it was so cool. It was such a great experience. If anybody ever has the opportunity to travel to a different country just to watch a football game, do it. It is such a different feel and atmosphere. I loved it. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, Europeans have a totally different appreciation for it um, compared to Americans. I mean, I've seen the Falcons twice in Atlanta now. And I don't know if it has to do with the record because they haven't been a top tier team for ages. But Mm -hmm. I get the feeling that a lot of people there don't really care about it. Um, I watched watched the Steelers. But before you go into that story, I watched uh, the Steelers and the Falcons. And there were more Pittsburgh fans in that stadium than Falcons fans. Right. That's usually how it goes. Um, you get like a lot of the front runners like in Cleveland when because one of their biggest rivalries is against Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So you see the stadium is pretty much half and half at that point. But th- I think a reason why is like what you were saying, like the Falcons games that you went to. It's because it's one of those things that we take for granted. Like, imagine Mm. if you lived by the beach, you're going to get sick of it eventually. You're not going to want to go there every single day. It's like somebody says, oh, let's go to the beach today. You're not going to be like, eh. You know what I mean? To Mm. where for them in London, where they only get like what? At that point, they were getting one or three games a year. Mm -hmm. Ooh, let's go. Because those are that's your only opportunity until next year. So I think that's why, like, that's where you see people that are a little more passionate about it is because they're not taking it for granted. They don't get to experience it as the people do in the States, because in the States you have, you know, how many preseason games and plus eight home games Mm -hmm. just for regular season. So you have you have plenty more opportunities as opposed to once a year. Right, right. And then so, there's college also, which a lot of, I, I think, especially in the South, more people pay attention to college football than they do in the NFL. Absolutely. I think in the Midwest too. Definitely mm. in the Midwest. Like Ohio, well, even Michigan, like a lot of places like that. Like that's where college football rules above all else, I think. Mm-hmm. It's always been in my area also more than um, NFL, even though we don't have like, we, I mean, there are some good college teams around by us. Um, oh, yeah, Ohio State. <laughs> well, Ohio State, yeah, but I'm talking like in the Cleveland area. Like you have Toledo, oh, okay. you have Akron, Bowling Green. Uh, you have you have some top-tier teams or like at least Division One teams. I wouldn't say top-tier, but you have, 
you have the MAC conference and you have division one, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you just go a little bit further South and boom, Ohio state, or you go a little bit further North and you have Michigan or Michigan state. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and even Penn, I mean, there's the big 10, there's so many different schools like around our area that you can drive to and go see a game. So that's another thing that people take for granted. And that's a, that's, that's also another thing when you put into, cause you've seen stadiums here in Europe and you've seen stadiums here in America, in America. Mm-hmm. So it's a dramatic difference depending on which stadium you go to. A hundred percent. Like I've been outside the big house in Michigan in Ann Arbor. I've never been in it, mm-hmm. but I've been in the horseshoe in Columbus. The, I think the big house in Michigan, I think that I think, think it is or was the largest stadium in the world it oh i don't know about the world but it is in the states i think it was the world damn like one hundred sixteen thousand, or maybe it's like it's in the top it's it's up there mm-hmm. and ohio and the horseshoe is also up there it's crazy yeah the biggest stadium is the big house yep see in the world yeah Yep. See, that's what I figured. Um, it's I, until you see it, like you think, like, oh, okay, it's a stadium. How many people can it sit? And then you're standing outside it with another hundred fifty, two hundred thousand people, and you hear the hundred sixteen thousand inside screaming. It's insane. Yeah, it is insane. Yeah, like the largest crowd I've seen was um, ninety thousand people in Wembley for a boxing match really um yeah i flew over to see um vladimir klitschko's final fight because i was a huge klitschko fan like a lot of people didn't like him for for grab grappling that much but i think he's a very intelligent boxer who which one he needed vladimir vladimir yeah he's the older one right no he's younger okay yeah then vitali his brother yeah his brother in my opinion in in my lifetime is the best technical boxer i've ever seen in my life a lot of people think that um because also he's tougher than vladimir um he has uh, he, i don't think he's ever been knocked down even not knocked I, out I, but i don't down. think so um and he fought i think one fight with a lacerated shoulder that he didn't tell about tell anybody about and he still won it yep um and then he was robbed against lennox lewis um that fight, yeah, damn. Do you do you remember where uh, he had this huge cut over his eye? Yes, and like the cameraman was like literally dipping the lens in the cut. It was so big, and like these these cutmen in the corners. I don't know what they do, what they put in there, but like I I've always wondered that too. Yeah, I think it's Vaseline and and adrenaline um, that they put in there, and then like the bleeding stops. Yeah, and of course, until they get hit again um but like everything gets like clogged up yeah. so yeah but that's got just imagine how your face has to hurt the next day man yeah like you see some of these boxers like especially back in the day man like they do the even like they're doing the interview it looks like they got they're having an allergic reaction to something yeah it's so, crazy i mean see with me i'm like Sometimes I'd, you know, when you see a fighter walk out and you're like, oh yeah, that could be me. I'd, I'd really, I feel like walking out, hearing my theme music and everything. Exactly. I feel like doing that. 
I don't want to yeah. fight, but I want to count <laughs> theme music and I want everybody cheering for me and then I'll just go home. It's like, I'll, I forfeit. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> we had a, um, there's a family friend of ours. He kept trying to tell me, he's like, dude, you'd be good at MMA. I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, no, I wouldn't. I was like, that would suck. <laughs> oh, come on, man. It'd be cool. Like, I know some places where you could train, dude. He's like, come on, let's do it. My, co- We could sponsor. I'm like, no, dude, I'm good. I honestly think you would do good at MMA. Yeah? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Because, I mean, you don't care. Right. I think, yeah, that I think is if you one thing clocked across don't... the head once or twice, you really don't care. No. <laughs> but... I still know like I don't getting punched sucks. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Were you ever in a real fight? Oh yeah. Like in a real fight fight? Yes. Plenty. Tell me more. I've been in quite a few. <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like a no holds barred. I don't know how this thing is going to end fight. Yeah. What was it about? Um, just stupid shit like this one time i was jumped and i said nope this isn't happening um and i just fought my way out of it then there was another time like just i was always provoked i don't i don't like to start shit like i might run my mouth i might like start it verbally but like from a physical aspect i don't think i've ever in my life i've never thrown the first punch like i've always been hit first Hmm. and then it's like it's fucking on. Did you ever have your nose broken or something? Yeah. In a fight? Yeah. Damn. I had, um, what was the worst? Somebody, what was, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was like a rock or something. Somebody hit me in the head with a rock. Was this all in the States or in Germany also? I've never been in a fight in Germany. Hmm. No, almost. That was because we were hanging out with the, there was because of the person that was with us. No. Um, but no, I've never been in a fight here in the States. I think, dude, I think the last time I was in a fight, I think I was like maybe 20. Okay. That's excusable. That's yeah. yeah. So it was like a long time ago. Um, but like I said, I've never, I've never physically started the altercation. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like in high school, dude, there used to be shit. Like if somebody called be like, man, some shit's going down. We like, it's all these people and all this. It's like, fuck it. Let's roll. <laughs> and we just show up like carloads of people. There's actually, I'll tell you, Remind me this for when we stop playing. There's an NFL player that I could tell you about. Where oh, really? Is he, is he playing now? No, not anymore. Oh, shit. Then drop his name. Who cares? No. So, he won't take you to court? I'm still not going to do it. Well, because because you, you <laughs> fucked his girlfriend or whatever. Story for another time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a yes. No. That's a definitely. But um, yeah, man, it's crazy. There's uh <laughs> probably Miles Garrett's father. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sad thing, dude. Like I probably could be. 
Dude, oh yeah, that's that hit me hard, man. I remember playing um Madden NFL on a computer, playing some of these guys' dads. Yeah. That's so awful. Yeah. Like, uh, you remember Orlando Pace? Yeah. He Ohio kid. He played for Sandusky High School. Mm-hmm. Well, he played against North Ridgeville High School, which is where I'm from. He played uh literally had to line up against my brother-in-law every year. And then like, also like in college, they'd play each other. And it's just, it's crazy. Like you see like some of these people and it's like, Oh wait, I know people that play with them. Or like the one year for the Ohio state Buckeyes, I grew up playing CYO football with 11 of them. Like we were all on the same team. Damn. What happened? Huh? What happened? Why did I never play you on Madden? Oh, I, I'm too small. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it was crazy. Like uh, one of my good buddies played for the Colts. Yeah, dude, like uh, Ohio produced a lot of a lot of talent. I know, I know they do that, but I mean, seriously, if you know all these people, didn't you like maybe get invited to these big cocaine and hooker parties that they have all the time again (laughs) (laughs) i got dude we gotta we gotta go to go to ohio and hang out with some of your old friends yeah it's a good time man it's a good time like i know so many like there's god damn dude so (laughs) many crazy people i know oh man it's I don't know if you if you guys are if if you if you're if you're watching it then you can see it for yourself. But if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, Bob is just almost he's just literally on the breaking point. He's about to explode and tell us some story where he railed Coke off a hooker's ass with Andy Castanoyer or something. This is why I want to start a Patreon because <laughs> like those kind of stories, like before we started recording this. We were just hanging out for a good solid 40 minutes and then yeah. started recording. You know what I mean? Like that would be cool to have like a Patreon for that. Like if we ever got big enough and had a bunch of people like, yo, come hang out with us a little bit more and get the real shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But would you really tell the real shit there? Uh, if probably, well, what's a, what's a Patreon subscription? I, I looked at it once because um, I was looking at um, one uh, one YouTuber who does like true crime shit. Um, he's a, a psych- psychologist and is really good at what he does. Um, and it's his Patreon is like five five bucks a year. So oh, see the one that I've been looking at is it's only five bucks a month, but it's uh, the Flagrant Two podcast with uh, Andrew Schultz and Akash Singh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, the only one I like that one. Um, or what's his name? Uh, Stavros. Um, oh, know, that, that fat Greek guy. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. Are the he, only Patreons that I would uh, subscribe to. Oh yeah, he was on Rogan recently. Stavros, amazing episode. That dude. Oh, you you listen to it? Yeah, I listen yeah. to Rogan. That dude's amazing. Yeah. I like Rogan, man. Like the thing that I like about Rogan is that he is so 
his spectrum is so wide. He doesn't just have one lane. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He has um, so many different types of guests that like he could have a comedian on. Then the next episode is uh, a scientist and then a mm-hmm. neurologist and then another, then it's fucking Ari Shafir and Shane Gillis and Mark Norman. You know what I mean? And they're just yeah, protect our parks. Fucking crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. He, he's great, man. He definitely knows what he's doing. He's doing yeah. it right. He does. He does. He's, um, he's so easy to listen to and he comes across like a person who's really easy to talk to also. Yeah. He's open for, and the thing that I like about him is he's not one of those ones where he's selfish. Yeah. He likes to spread the love about across everybody. Like he brings people on and lets them have his platform. Did you watch the episode or did you hear the episode about that John Reeves? Ooh, I'm not sure. I listen to a lot of them because that's this 90% just, of what I listen to when I drive. So this was just recently. The guy oh, he um he he's the largest landowner in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And right now I think there's like a five acre area where they've just it's just filled of woolly mammoth bones and shit like that. They call it the boneyard. And he, but he's like a gold miner. Hmm, no, I haven't listened to that. I found it. It was very interesting. Hmm. It's it's crazy if you listen to it. Okay, it, it's a it's a really cool episode. Oh, I'll like check it that out. Kind of stuff. It wasn't like his typical thing. Like this guy, he was a little slow going. He's an older gentleman, but like if you just bite through it and just listen to it the stories that he was saying and like the stuff that he was talking about crazy. It's amazing that all this is like on his property. It was really cool. And that's what I like about Rogan is because he gives like, he has, he uses his platform to let somebody else talk. He just sits back and just kind of listens. Yeah. And just hangs out. You know what I mean? Unless it's like with one of his buddies, but like, just how he does it, it's, it's incredible. I love how he does it. He, It's a perfect podcast. It's a hangout, but it's also very informative. And he, like I said, he he can provide a little bit of something for everybody, truly for everybody. Like we're, we, we have one lane. It's people like us or you're not going to like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Where he is, there's some episodes, it's like, yo, my wife would like this. Yeah, so, that's pretty yeah, it's cool. really diverse. Um, we could go that way by just inviting different people. I would love to do that. Different spectrums. Yeah, and if everybody else keeps canceling on us, we might have to. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but you know what though? We, I mean, we've had some different people on here, and they've been yeah. pretty cool. Oh yeah, like your um your old colleague. She oh, was colleague. A great guest. We had a yeah, great don't, time. Don't ever call her old. Um, <laughs> your former colleague i'm sorry yeah she's over in uh dusseldorf doing her thing now yeah yeah oh, i just talked to a supervisor of mine about her all in good spirits of course but the supervisor is uh, former air force also mm-hmm. and uh, we just started talking and she's like yeah she took it hard that um like she had to quit air traffic control and i understand it i 100 percent understand it because um she never got that open with me. I'm, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to tell this, but I, I just will. Um, it's like 
she summed it up pretty good. She's like, well, you're in this fraternity of people and there's not a lot of people who can do this. And, um, no, <laughs> if, and that's, that's a lot. I mean, to, to a lot of people, that's a lot to a lot of people, that's their lives. And yeah. you always, no matter how fucked up your private life is, you always have a group of people that you see every day where you belong, regardless of the fact that you're old or that you're maybe a woman or transgender or, or gay or whatever, you just belong to this group of people. And from one day to the next, you don't belong anymore. You walk out that door no. for the last time and then you're out. And the, the crazy thing about it is you're pushed out at a pretty early age. Yeah, 50, 55 or 57. Uh, you get the first retirement offer at 52. Yeah, depending on what your position is, correct? Or no? Uh, no, that's in general. That's if you're if you're actively working with air, tra or with air traffic or if you're holding a license. Some people... Um, they waive their licenses and then they work a little longer as supervisors. That's okay. what this guy's doing. See, that's what I mean. Like, say if you stay where you're at, you're not a supervisor yeah. or anything like that. They say, okay, they come 52. Are you done? Or are they going to say, okay, you can keep going. We'll talk to you. We're just offering this now and we'll talk to you in a few years. Um, No, you have to declare um i think before your 50th birthday don't don't quote me on that i'm not sure if it's if if that's correct but you have to declare what your plans are so you can you can stay past 52 if you really want to yes you can um like 55 is where you um where your contract legally is terminated but you can apply for two extra years so but 57 is your max wow that's crazy man that's yeah. crazy and that's in just to put that for some of our listeners, um, to put that in a comparison to other employment positions here in Germany, the the social retirement age is what sixty seven now. Sixty seven, yeah. Sixty seven. So if you have a regular job, no matter what else it is, you work until you're. In order for you to. Uh, reach your retirement you have to work until you're 67 correct so that's crazy man 10 years earlier than everybody else yeah so when you put that in perspective say so you have um a significant other that if you're the same age they have to work an, an additional 10 years right like that's gotta add a little bit of a stress so like that person is still going to work you're seeing that person go to work and still do what they like to do or what you know, takes up their time and you're stuck at home. You don't get to do yeah. what you love to do anymore. That's yeah, that's rough, man. It's rough on both parties because also the significant other isn't used to you being around all the time. Um, that's why a lot of people urge retiring controllers to do some other work, even if it's charity work or something, just because you're still young, you're still, mm -hmm. uh, you still have your wits about you. And um, if you just like, sit at home and let it go to waste you you dull out really fast um i know one guy actually uh he finished his air traffic control duty and he's a bus driver now yeah why not like same thing basically you know you're still in charge you still have responsibility over a lot of people and you still have to worry about outside landings yeah also <laughs> <laughs> you work shifts you can show up drunk all that stuff yeah <laughs> Take a couple of edibles and see how many people you can take for a ride. <laughs> like oh, a there's typical this Tuesday. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, there's this this one uh this one one-liner joke that I heard. I don't know who said it, but it's it's not mine. I don't want to take credit for it. Um it's like, yeah, my grandpa died peacefully in his sleep. Um, unlike the other 50 kids on his bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> yeah. But well, I would say we've actually hit the sweet spot, man. I think I think we did. Yep. So I think we're going to wrap it up there. And we will hopefully be back with another episode next week with some more people on. Possibly. We'll see. It could happen. But thanks, 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 thanks for stopping by. Um, you guys know where to find us. I'm actually going to post this video this week on YouTube. Uh, but check us out. Actually, this as of this episode that we're uploading, we will actually be available on Audibles and Amazon Music. I know I nice. saw on Amazon Music, our entire library has updated to there, and it's available on Amazon. So we're on Amazon Music, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podcast App, Spotify, and Google. Oh, my God. We're everywhere. You could watch us on TV right now. Everywhere. And you can watch us on YouTube. So, stop being cunts and share us. Thank you. Anything to plug, Harry? You like how my eyes are just darting back and forth? Yeah, I like that. I just, I just, I was just like, I was just sitting back. I was like, wow, this is one hell of a speech. I don't want to interrupt or anything. This is, <laughs> this is perfect. You could give like locker room speeches and shit. Okay. It's like, no, I don't have anything. I don't have anything to plug. Watch me on DAZN, Um, And I'll be back in stadiums come April. Nice. Perfect. Wow. So you, now you're actually heading into your quiet time. Yeah, these three months of the year are my quiet time, absolutely. Nice. All right, guys. Well, till the next week, thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you all. Bye. Peace. Peace.